Um, it is what's involved on this Monday evening, and it's uh, proudly brought to you by Global and Local Investment. In the studio with me, we've got Michael and Mara. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening, Dave. Nice, hot Monday evening, and hopefully by Thursday we'll have lots of rain. It, it has been a little a little strange, okay, because I keep expecting it. It gets a bit cooler, and they go, okay, maybe, maybe it's autumn, and then bang, it comes back at you again. Anyway... It's a bit like uh, I'm hoping the economy is going to do. Come back at us again. Uh, you guys, uh, the show is brought to you by Global and Local Investment. And uh, we had such a great response last time. Initially, we were going to be doing this sort of half an hour, twice a, twice a month. And then we were like, ah, we can't actually get everything across that we need to in that time. So uh, going forward, it's going to be a solid hour of you guys. Um, we had so many questions last time. You got a lot of questions as well. And uh, we're going to be we're going to be sort of... You know, having a chat about uh, a couple of those. Should we start off with the first one? Should we jump right in? Go for it. Okay. So uh, the question, the first question, and, and this is one definitely came through a couple of uh, a couple of times, is isn't it risky to invest offshore? Because you talk about offshore investing, and I know personally I get like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. Talk to me about that. Risk is an interesting beast, <laughs> <laughs> number one. Risk is, are you wanting a return in excess of interest in a bank account. Risk is, are you wanting access on your funds within a day, a year, five years? But in answer to that, there are many, many options. Income funds, index funds, equity funds, property funds. Um, European funds. There is a thousand and one options. The essence of it is to take a mix of uh, options. Some no risk, some moderate and some high. And to have a total overall blend where your capital isn't at risk and you have access on it. Can I add something? Yes, so please do. Risk in terms of offshore investments also comes in two different formats and, and uh, with that there's, there's, there's opportunity to, to generate capital growth as well. So if you are invested in a foreign currency, you have the opportunity to make a, or to generate growth on the on the devaluating rand um but that's a risk as well because the rand could appreciate it's probably not such a big risk really let's be honest well let's uh let's see what happens but um (laughs) that's that's the first one the second one is whatever you're invested in whichever fund investment type what have you that has got a, a an opportunity to grow and it's got an opportunity not to grow so you're looking at two two of the same thing. it's like a yin yang symbol so it's it's one and the same risk mm-hmm. and opportunity we tend to believe that uh, like you mentioned that the, the, the currency will depreciate mm. and the assets that you're invested offshore will appreciate so you, you you've in the, especially in the long run you will have both those opportunities coming in but in the short run you know that's where volatility comes in and that's where the risk is greater 
All righty. So uh, we have, uh, it is what's involved this evening, probably brought to you by uh, Global and Local Investment. Uh, we got the guys in the studio. Any questions? I believe all of our bits and pieces are working uh, digitally tonight. So if you've got any questions, you can SMS us on 41348. Those SMSs charged at 1 Rand 50. Uh, alternatively, WhatsApp your questions to 084 0938. Uh, we're going to go off script a little bit, Jeff, if you don't mind, because something's come in. Um, Somebody says, but hang on now, um, I've got my insurance broken, I've got my RA and my life policy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's not what you guys necessarily do. I mean, I could use you if I had my broker and I had my little life insurance and RA or whatever, but I had some additional funds or whatever the case may be. I would then come to people like you. Am I correct? So your normal broker would enter you into a life policy, mm. retirement, annuity, endowment, which has a fixed term and is in RAND. So yeah. a retirement annuity, you haven't access on that until 55. Most other th- products, you only have access on it within five years. With us, we offer funds. A fund is a specific investment type where generally you have access on it within a week. Okay. Um, and that is offshore or local. Okay, so, so essentially it's an addendum to what I already have um, and it's a way to ensure that my money does grow as well. So I'm not just relying and, and I know, and, and, and this is a, a personal experience, um, you know, if you, if you get, to, in the old days you used to have your, your, your RA, and they would come there and they would say, okay, you're going to do this, you're going to pay this much, and at the end of it, you're going to get 110 billion rand. And uh, and that's the last you hear from the guys. And uh, when it comes to retirement age, then very often you suddenly realize that that 110 billion rand, no, number one, didn't materialize, and number two, isn't enough. If I can add on to that, I've found out that often a client asks, can I have maths? What do I need at age... 55, 60, 65. Yeah. We do the maths. But in order to reach that number, he's earning a month 25,000 and he has to invest 8,000. It's yeah. not going to work. Mm. It's what can you afford? And mm-hmm. then every year, judge your return. Yeah. Measured every year. And if you can, add on to it. Yeah. And what I like about you guys, and, and I did some research, we were talking off air, because um, I happen to know, unbeknownst to you, by the way, and initially I happen to know one of your clients, and I had a chat to one of your clients, and um, they were saying to me that, that in fact, you guys are exactly that. You, your advisors, um, somebody can just talk to you, and you're happy to talk to people. You're not just going to go and say, and I'm, you know, Michael's like, I do that, you know, I need to make sure the people on the show are who they say they are. And uh, you came very highly recommended, by the way. It's about helping people grow their money, but also giving them hope and giving them happiness. Yeah. It isn't only about selling stuff. Mm, yes, I like it. Okay, so we move on now because darn, we got a, li- a lot of questions. Um, are you able to invest in multiple currencies in one investment portfolio? Yes, you are. Okay. So you can have multiple investments in different currencies. You can have one investment in multiple currencies. Mm-hmm. Um, all depends how you feel. Um, you know, if you had to ask us, 
say which currency, which offshore currency should I go into, we would typically say go to the US dollar. Yeah. Okay. But that not, might not be a currency that you, let's say, think in. Okay. Mm -hmm. You might prefer pounds, you might prefer euros. Um, typically, we, we like to focus on the bigger hard currencies. So dollars, pounds, euros. Okay. Sometimes yeah. Australian dollars. Why would we prefer the, the US dollar? Well, it's very simply, it is the de facto world currency. If you look at the amount of um, offshore investment funds available around the world, uh -huh. you're, you're talking about a great, great number of U US dollar based funds. So that universe is greater for us to source funds from. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're looking for funds in, in pounds or, or euros, that universe is smaller. Okay. Yeah. You've also got to think that the US dollar is the most traded currency in the world. So you're never going to find a position where you're not going to be able to find a market for your US dollars when you want to convert them back to rands. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, you probably won't ever find it with euros or pounds either, but it, the, the de facto world currency is dollars. You know, it, a, a, lot a, of, a lot of international trade is, is priced in dollars. Hmm. So it's just is the easiest currency to work in. Alrighty. Um, okay, Michael. One more quick thing, and then uh, we're gonna we're gonna have some music and come back. But before we go, so uh, also under a currency, um, a American dollar currency might enter might enter into a, multiple other currencies. So any adjustments in those um, come through in the American dollar. There are over six hundred thousand unit trust in the world of those 90 plus percent are in dollars okay all right some fascinating questions obviously when when guys were listening the other week they they thought long and hard about this because there's a lot of them that i recognize from here but i mean you guys also got a bunch mail to you we'll talk more about that uh, when we come back it is what's involved uh proudly brought to you by global and local investment and uh we're talking financing we're talking investing how to do it and uh how to help people like you and i uh, just get some more bang for our buck. We'll be back with the guys in just a bit. What's involved? Proudly brought to you by Global and Local Investments. Um, and we are chatting to Michael and Morrow. Um, and just going through some of your questions from last week. As I said, uh, if you've got any questions, 41348 is the SMS line. Uh, otherwise, you can WhatsApp us, 0848220938. Guys, um, let's just give out an email address because sometimes people would rather email you guys directly. Morrow, what, what's the best uh, email address? Info at Global Local. Local.co.za. Info at globallocal.co.za. Two L's in the middle. Yes. So it's I, the, the first time I Googled you guys, I missed, <laughs> I missed out the second L. So it's global local. It's a two separate words put together. Global local. So it's the two L's. Info at globallocal.co.za. Guys, I'm more than happy to answer any of your questions. Um, so now we're talking now about offshore because that's where we started with the last time. So it's so, a when you when you want to disinvest, get out of your your offshore in investment, okay? Um, must the funds then get paid into a local South African bank of, account, or can I ask for it to get paid somewhere else? So either. So if you have an offshore fund with a company like Allen Gray R and B, you ended it. Normally, to access those funds takes about eight days, working days. You have to either enter it into an offshore bank account in your own name in any country in the world. So Portugal, England, wherever, but it has to be in your own name. Mm -hmm. Alternatively, you can enter it 
back into SA, into your own bank account, and you have to, within a month, by law, have that currency changed back into Rand. So it allows you a chance to watch the rate. So if the rate's bad and you think, let me just wait a bit longer, maybe I can get more rands for my dollars, you have a month. Okay, so so that, okay, good. So if I do invest, uh, for example, in an offshore living annuity, does my income then get paid into my South African bank account or do I then have to uh, to the, the the offshore bank account? I'm just thinking now, in, you know, if I go, if I say to you guys, listen, I want to put a bunch of money out there, do the offshore thing as you suggested, but I want the the return or whatever to get paid into an account. Okay, so let's let's start at the top of that. The living annuity is a post-retirement product mm-hmm. where you're putting in capital that's come from a retirement annuity or a pension fund, something like that, provident ah, fund. Okay. Okay. So you can invest the underlying capital. So you, your 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 product that you're investing is the living annuity. Mm-hmm. The underlying capital gets invested offshore. Okay. Okay, which means any income from that gets paid locally. Okay. Uh-huh. So what that happens is that you actually land up splitting that underlying portfolio. Yeah. You've got a portion in cash in rands to, that pays your income here. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the balance is invested offshore. It's usually sort of 80, uh, 85, 90% that's invested offshore. The 10% gets used to, to uh, generate the income from here, and that's kept in cash within the living annuity. Uh, okay. Yeah. If I can just add on that, so you spend your whole life working for a pension. When you retire and you want an income of it, you can have the bulk of that offshore earning and hard currency. Mm-hmm. So if the rand falls, you earn more. But you have to have an income of it in rands. That's the catch. Yeah. Okay. That's so, why you split it. That's why you have that little pocket of money in mm-hmm. rents. Okay. The in- income gets paid from there. Okay. And every so often you will rebalance and bring in a little bit more to add to that to that rent account. Okay. Because I, I'm thinking a lot of people are going, yeah, I'm not going to get paid out my pension, but if if I if I try and live on that in terms of the, what the South African currency, et cetera, et cetera, markets are doing at the moment, I'm going to run out of money. So would it make sense then to put some of it offshore? Absolutely. So. If you have an offshore investment earning in dollars an annual earning a year of, call it, 5%, and the RAND falls by an equal amount a year, your return doubles. Mm, okay, makes sense, makes sense. Um, now, another question that came in is, how does Global and Local report their offshore investments? So, uh, is it reported in RANDs or, or the currency that you're invested in? Or are you going to get this Okay, one? so in, with most product providers, you can choose or yeah. they'll give it to you in either. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I would say whilst you're invested, think of um, looking at the earnings in the offshore currency. Yeah. Okay, because that's what it is. So you've, you've taken the, the, the RAND, you've converted it into dollars or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's now invested in that currency. That's the currency that matters. Okay? Uh-huh. Because your, your, the, whatever the value is in RANDs fluctuates every day. Yeah. Okay? yeah. So rather look at it in, in, in the offshore currency because the, the, the RAND amount will only matter when you bring it back. Yeah. 
I'll tell you what, when, when, when you do this whole thing and there's foreign currency involved, so um, a while ago I, I put a little teeny, 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 tiny bit of money into, into um, Bitcoin. And it just it plummeted, so I sulked and I haven't looked at it. And then since last year, I've kind of been keeping a bit of an eye on it. Um, and it, it's grown, but that can terrify you. If you sit and watch that every day, you're going to go mad. I spent eight <laughs> weeks doing an online course on that yeah. in uh, 2018. Everybody asked me about cryptocurrencies. Yeah. And I had to learn and understand. Great returns, extremely high risk. I was if about to say, you, that's not a low-risk investment. <laughs> you invest, think of it as money you can afford to not have. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why my little bit's there, and it's just it's incredibly complicated now in my life to try and get it out, so it just stays there. So, so what, what, what we also often say to clients <coughs> is cryptocurrencies are probably the way of the future. Mm-hmm. But if you go back to 1998, uh, 1998, 2000, just before the, the dot-com crash, mm. we knew the internet was the future. We knew that this thing was going to change the world. And yeah. if, you go, if, you, if you look back from now, you'll see how it, how it has. Yeah. Okay? You just didn't know the form it was well, going to take. Before that as well, you've got to remember that we had all these strange companies coming to market, listing their, their shares, and no one understood how they were going to make money. And what happened? Too many of those came to market. The market crashed. And, and the, the, a lot of those companies that were listed before that crash are no longer there. Yeah, yeah. And we've got the companies that have come out of that crash, the, 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 the alphabets and the, and, the, and the Facebooks of the world. Yeah. The companies with proper business plans and proper um, ways to, to generate uh, um, income and profits. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you you got to think of crypto's run about that thing. We know it's gonna. We know it's fantastic. We know that the, we understand the technology behind it, but we don't quite know what the implications are going of it are going to be. Because I think that's the secret. There is it's the technology. It's that yes. blockchain technology. But what is going to be done with it? Yes. Um, another question, just in show. We're going because people are asking. So you know that's what we're here for. Uh, what happens when hyperinflation hits any currency? This can happen overnight. Uh, like in Zimbabwe, where the inflation is, I don't know, like 117 million billion four hundred and eleven point twelve percent What happens with that hyperinflation? I don't understand it. So, so it really depends on what currency you're in. Because right now, all of the world's advanced countries, America, mm. England, France, wherever, they're in inflation rates are really the low and the odds are that they aren't going up for a while but if we speak about emerging market countries like uh, Venezuela I think last year their inflation was over a million percent so if you earned a million rand it's now worth a rand yeah. So, ouch. That's all about spreading your risk and having currencies which, if the world has a drama, the odds are that the currency will survive. Okay. Another question that's just come in, but that is where you guys would come in. I mean, I give you, I give you my money in good faith, but 
you the guys that are out there watching what's happening, watching global events, etc., etc. So what works today is not going to work next year. So whatever investments you have, you need to have an expert that constantly looks at the funds and adjusts them uh-huh. because life happens. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is a tongue-in-cheek question, is, but uh, somebody else says, um, all right, so this is all good and well, you giving all the advice. Have you invested your own money in your funds? Can I answer that? Yes. My opening question to everybody is whatever we offer, we in, and we in it for at least five years. Uh-huh. So if there is pain, it hits us as well. So you Absolutely. Okay, so you do. Absolutely. Otherwise, why would we offer advice. Can I I add to that? So if you look, and this is the the, the sort of internal technical stuff that happens, if you look at at global and local, what what we do is when we come across an investment product, a unit trust, whatever that we're interested in, we will put our analysts on it. They will mm-hmm. analyze it top to bottom, who's behind it, how long have they been in business, da 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 da, da. Okay? That, that, that analysis is then um, distributed amongst what we call our investment committee. We come together every quarter or so and we, and we discuss these things. If it's gone through the due diligence process and we're really excited about it, it's natural for us to just put our own money in it because no, we now know it. We know we know who's behind it. We understand it. Yeah. Okay. So that it's natural for us to then say, okay, you know, this is really cool. You know, go back to your desk, fill out an application form, put your own money in. So so it actually happens not by design, yeah. but by default. Okay? okay. Because because you 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 know who's behind it. You 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 know what. You know what the potential is. You know where the pitfalls are because we studied it. Okay. Once again, gentlemen, this is why we're doing an iron feature because we haven't even got through half of these questions yet. Um, one critical one that I think is important um, to answer is we're talking about investing offshore. If I've now got an investment, an offshore investment, and I pass away, what happens to that money? So generally it will have to be returned to South Africa in mm-hmm. rands. If it is a structured product, generally it is left to a individual. Okay. And if that individual has an offshore bank account, it can be entered into that bank account. Okay. So I wouldn't necessarily need then a foreign executor or something? Not necessarily. Most the products out of SA follow our law. You would only have to have a local will. Okay. Gentlemen, we're about to, to run out of time, but somebody's just asked one last question, and there's always the one last question. is, Hi, guys. If one has foreign currency, can one invest directly by oneself into an offshore investment account like an Alan Gray kind of thing? Yes, you can. Okay, so you could do You it. could do that. Um, so if, if you look, for example, most offshore product providers, they allow you to invest money coming from South Africa or money that you've got offshore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got to be in, in a recognized bank account. Typically, in your name, they would prefer it that mm-hmm. way. And then you would just fill out an application form. When, when you get acknowledgement that you've got an account that's open or whatever, you, you would just instruct your, your offshore bankers to transfer the money. But a vital thing, they aren't allowed to offer advice. So that fund, you have to pick yourself. That's what I was going to ask. Mm. I mean, then, then obviously you would need to then educate a, yourself and, and good, uh, 
good uh, sort of a, a good deal bef- before you do this because then you, once you've done it, there's no real recourse. No real recourse, and it's all very well to invest, but it's um, equally important to know when to sell. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Last question. Okay. I'm stopping now. We're running out. Daniela's going to shout at me. Uh, we got Daniela Bashelli from Daniela Bashelli International up next. And we are talking, uh, we're talking social media. Where to in 2020 with social media, the where's, the highs, and the why fors. Your final question. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being in here. What requirements are needed legally for you to be able to trade on behalf of possible clients? Um, he says here, I see so many people offering courses, etc., for you learn for you to learn how to trade internationally and make money. Okay, so for for us to offer advice to our clients, we need to be have a license of the Financial Services Conduct Authority, the old Financial Services Board. Mm-hmm. Um, to to be able to trade on behalf of a client, you need a Category Two license. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you have a Category One license, you can offer advice, but you can't. Uh, you can't enter into mandate. So if you give me a mandate, it means I will invest your money and I will change whatever makeup of that money, uh, how we've how we've invested that money without needing to contact you. Yeah. Okay. C- category one license says that I will have, offer you advice, but typically the investment is yours. Okay. okay. If, if I can split it out that way. The, the guys offering courses and what have you online, how to trade currencies and stocks and all this kind of thing, they're not giving you advice. They're offering. They're telling you how to do it. Okay. Okay. And typically, it's not that good idea to do it on your own unless you've been doing this for a long time. Mm. Well, I mean, for example, I've got a mate who who, who trades uh, who trades um, currency trading, um, doing very well for himself. And I was like, dude, can I give you some money? And he was like, no, absolutely not. You can't. Um, purely because he doesn't have any of that and he's doing it for himself. Gentlemen, thank you. The questions keep coming in. Somebody once now just said, uh, Penny and Wayne want to know how do we get hold of these guys at Global and Local? Quite easily. It's info at globallocal.co.za. That's uh, with two L's, globallocal.co.za. Info at globallocal.co.za. Um, if you guys have got any problems, if you can't, uh, if you haven't got somewhere to write it down, um, I'm sure you know my contact details by now. I'm all over Facebook or whatever. You can get hold of me there. Um, this has been and what's involved. Proudly brought to you by the guys from Global Local Investments. You can check it out. Globallocal.co.za. Michael, Moro, thank you so much. We'll see you next month for a full hour. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, David.